Broadcasting live from the Roswell Infinity Studio, it's time for North Atlanta's BizLink, the greater North Fulton Chamber of Commerce linking you to business leaders. North Atlanta's BizLink is brought to you by Veritech. Veritech, great people, remarkable service. And hello again, everybody, and welcome to another edition of North Atlanta's BizLink from the beautiful Roswell Infinity Studio. Here at Digital Ignition, I am Mike Salmon, but the real star of the show is Deborah Lanham with the Greater North Fulton Chamber of Commerce. Good morning, Deborah. Good morning, Mike. Great to be with you today. As I always say, every month you are busy as a bee. I know a lot of things going on, and I know there's some stuff coming on you want to talk about. I want to thank somebody real fast if we can. Go ahead. Because we recently had the North Fulton Chambers Business After Hours right here at Digital Ignition. And at the last second, we needed a food sponsor. We did. And we were kind of in a bind. And I was able to reach out to some friends of the show, Ceviche Taquiera. Uh, they're located on Milton Avenue in Alpharetta. We've had their owner, Trent Bramblett, on the show before. So they are right. friends of the show. So I call out and I talked to Chad Bailey, the manager. And I said, listen, we're kind of in a bind. We, we need some food for the business after hours. Chad was great. What do you need, Mike? We'll take care of you. And it's relationships like that, that, that we fester and, and that we build every day in the studio that, that just make it so great. And what makes the chamber so great is the relationships that you guys create. So thank you so much to Chad Bailey, also Joel Price, the other manager out there, and uh, Trent and everybody at Ceviche for coming through with flying colors and making it another successful business after hours for the chamber. We appreciate that. So now who are really the superstars? It's not me. It's you and it's Ceviche and the Chad and stars Joel. over there, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> so that so so that has happened, but you've have other things that have been going on and things that are coming up. A lot going on, a busy week. And, you know, in fact, last week we were here with that Business After Hours event at the Convergent location. And so great to be back out here. I've taken the tour and really love this building. My goodness, it took me back into my childhood when I was watching Lost in Space. I'm not kidding. This building looks like the spaceship. So it's going to be a lot of fun to talk to our guest today, Steve Schilling, the president of Convergent. But before we do, uh, just a reminder of an event coming up uh, next week. We, we march on. Um, it's our exit enterprise. And it's August 22nd, Tuesday. There's still time to register. We will be at the Atlanta Athletic Club and are going to honor, first announce and then honor our Small Business Person of the Year and our Nonprofit Person of the Year. So we're excited. It's always a great event, well attended. So encourage uh, anybody who has not yet made that commitment to be there to do so and take care of that today. So we, we don't get a scoop here on Business Radio X. You've got to come to the, the Eggs and Enterprise to find out the winners or can we get a scoop? Well, the scoop is go to the website and you're going to find those business persons of excellence already you're going to see the lineup and then we'll draw a winner out of there so i can tell you there's some outstanding people listed yeah go check it out no i really don't want to know i really want to be in the moment and and experience like everyone else who they're going to announce and i think that you know i talk to people all the time and i don't want to have to say i cannot tell you i want to be able to say i really do not know that's smart i got you okay and you also get your hands full with something you're doing with the other chambers as well this is really unique and novel it is. This luau. And fun. And fun. This luau, I don't know. You know, I think of Gilligan's Island when I think of a luau, so I'm not 
sure what everyone will be wearing, but it sounds like a whole lot of fun. Um, I have great love and respect for the Gwinnett Chamber, and they've included us on this event this year. So it's up, uh, coming up in September. We got a little time to plan. It'll be here before you know it. Wednesday, September 13, we will all uh, hang out at Verizon Amphitheater with uh, not only the the Gwinnett Chamber of Commerce, but the Johns Creek Chamber of Commerce, the Alfreda Chamber of Commerce, and of course, the Greater North Fulton Chamber of Commerce. It should be an outstanding event and really probably one of the year that we can say brought a hundred times three, maybe more. Maybe we could have four or 500 out there. Who knows? But uh, I was going to say, there's one chamber event. If you could only pick one to go to, this might be it. Outstanding. I, I I just think it'll be great networking and it brings all of these communities together and allows us to really uh, take care of business. And I think that's what everyone wants to be able to do. Have some fun, but also continue to build that network and some strong connections uh, because it's that, that guy or that woman that you say, oh, I've been trying to connect and meet and finally face-to-face, here we are meeting. So I encourage everyone also to register for that event. Gwinnett's going to handle all the registration, but there's links. It's up on our website. You'll see it on our list of events coming up. So It's wonderful to see chambers work together like that for the good of all. Absolutely. There's no competition. It's really what's best for business. And um, there's some exciting things going on within the chambers. Some are uh, micro-local and really focusing on the local business that needs that extra help. Uh, And those like ours positioned, like Wynette, regionally um, have that reach where we're able to, to do quite a bit under the public policy piece and, you know, working on issues like transportation and uh, the workforce development. So anyhow, thank you for giving me that second and reminder to uh, get folks out to these events. That's my job here. Keep you straight, right? Exactly. And, and now you get to talk to your newest chamber member, literally your newest chamber member. No, no, wow. pressure, no, no pressure, Steve. <laughs> awesome. Yes. <laughs> let me introduce everyone to Steve Schilling, the president of Convergent. Had a, an opportunity to meet you last week at the Business After Hours. Steve, welcome to Atlanta BizLink. Thank you very much. It was a really large, long commute to get here. <laughs> <laughs> I know it. You just walk across the hallway and you're in the Business Radio X studio. So glad that you could join me today, though, because you're doing so much here. And there's a lot of things I'd like to highlight. But what I like to do on this show is just talk about the company and a bit of an overview of Convergent and the work of Convergent and your expertise. Um, and then I'll have a few more questions for you. But welcome. Sure. Thank you very much. I'm very excited to be here. Well, tell us about Convergent. So Convergent is uh, a, a provider of digital signage networks. And what that means uh, in, in Convergent's case, specifically, usually large, complex digital signage networks. So if you uh, walk into a Wells Fargo bank or a FedEx facility or, or a number of different kinds of retailers, thousands of displays across thousands of locations, and we manage that whole infrastructure. Everything from the content that goes on the displays to break, uh, fixing the uh, hardware, the display parts, the players, the network connections to it, and everything in between. You know, when I walked in last week, and I've been in the building before, but it really, it, it looks like a command center when you see through the glass all of those working. And is that a 24-7 environment? Yeah, this business is is 30 years old now. And in the beginning, uh, what they did is uh, Convergent used to run private satellite networks for this kind of purpose. And so if you, if you may have not noticed, but out back of the building, we still have a bunch of large satellite dishes. Those are not in service at this time, but 
what they used to do is what you would think of as almost closed circuit TV. So they'd run large uh, um, satellite networks for the purposes of broadcast communications internal to a company. And we actually still do a bit of that. FedEx is a customer of that that we still serve. And, and we serve a number of uh, government agencies that we do that for as well. But over the time, Convergent went from the satellite world and then went through a number of different owners. Um, uh, they were owned by Technicolor, EDS, Technicolor, and Sony. And in, in the sort of 30 years since satellite was the sort of foundation, it's moved into the, the broader digital signage space. And so today we think about digital signage in sort of three very specific um, applications. The original source that Conversion was involved in, what we think of as corporate communication. So it, it's internal to communicate with employees. And in the FedEx case, it's kind of fun. We actually built a broadcast studio next to Fred Smith's office. And so he can, any dime he wants, get up and walk next door and be live on TV, essentially to his entire employee base. So that's corporate communication. Uh, then what people are a little more familiar with, because you see it, is what we think of as retail. So we're in Nordstrom's, uh, any K jeweler or um, uh, Signet jewelers or uh, Jared jewelers, all of the digital displays in there, Allen Edmonds shoes, those, those kind of places where digital display is used to communicate to consumers various kinds of products. And sometimes they're interactive and kiosks and things like that. And then the third category would be ad networks. Um, people see this more today as they see the big digital billboards. We don't do those, but we do all kinds of other ad networks. Um, uh, we're, we're literally this week turning one up in New York with digital displays that are on top of taxi cabs in Manhattan. And we have a customer called Reach Me TV that are really TVs in um, airports all across the country. There's about 4,000 of those. And, and, and if you were sitting at, you know, down at the Atlanta airport at a restaurant there, you'd be looking at a TV thinking you're watching a traditional TV network because um, it's programming just like it, you would see with advertisings. But that's really us facility and all that facility as well. So cool. You know, it, it reminds me that we need to be entertained and what's really going to get our attention is uh, something that's bright and lively and moving. Yep, that's right. Well, we joke, if you remember the movie Minority Report, um, where they walk around and, and the technology at that time recognizes you from your uh, eyeball scan, basically, and, and customizes the message specifically to you, that stuff seems sort of crazy, but it's really not that far off. Uh, right. We have technology here that is used in some of these things to look and does facial recognition. And so you can tell, does somebody stop and look at the display? Is it a male or female? What kind of general age category are they on? Did they smile? Were they happy? Were they confused? Were they sad? We can do all of that just by just a split second look at a display. Oh, my goodness. That's fantastic. And of course, I've walked through the airport and it will stop you. There's some things that actually grab your attention and, and you want to uh, familiarize yourself with whatever the content is. That's right. We do a really kind of fun application for Best Buy where you, uh, if you're walking through the store and you stop in front of this certain kind of TV display, a guy all of a sudden comes on and says, well, hello, I see you're looking at the Samsung da-da-da-da and, uh, and gives you a quick little sales pitch and then directs you to where you can go talk to um, a, a sales rep. But if you don't stop and walk just by it, it can tell that too. And instead, the same guy pops on and goes, hey, wait. Oh. 
Come back here. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It's kind of scary if you're, you know, I'm pumping gas and all of a sudden something yep. starts to sing at me or talk to me and, and I realize uh, they've got a screen there and, and every opportunity to reach us. I think it's excellent. You know, marketing has gone on um, that whole digital uh, path and um, you guys have some big brands behind what you're doing and and uh, but there's history here. You are a 35 year old company, or have you had a birthday since um, I saw that information? But 35 years and 35 years, a lot of history and a lot of technology behind and the software behind to get you where you are today to be a leader in these digital boards. That's Talk right. a little bit about the history of the uh, company. Well, like I said, the company is is really you know kind of ebbed and flowed in some different directions through that time. So it starts as, uh, you know, a satellite business running satellite networks. Under Technicolor, it sort of moved in a different direction. It was owned by Sony for a few years. And as Sony, it was a distribution vehicle for large uh, Sony display technology. We did a lot of the stadiums and and, um, big uh, event facilities around the country where, you know, that's a business that is not as competitive as you'd think because Sony writes a big check to be branded Sony, right? And right. then Convergent would come in and do all the technology implementation. Uh, but in the last, and, and I've only been with the company a couple of years now, um, but in the last two years, we've really sort of evolved in a very new direction in terms of this entire industry and in that most of this industry has historically been served by people that sell things. And I mean that in terms of sell displays, sell media players, sell software, and they leave it to the customer to really have to figure out how to do all this and make an impact on their business themselves. What we've done, we looked at that and it doesn't work very well because we see customers that bought all this stuff and sometimes didn't think through it or it was more complicated to make work. And so you saw a lot of projects and Convergence participate in a lot of these that were, you know, science experiments, so to speak, but never really got traction and deployed. And so in that sense, we said, look, we want to make this easier to do and we want to be more vested in our customers' success. And so we created what we call DSAS, or Digital Signage as a Service. And so we have built a platform now where we've taken all that year, all the years of expertise in running these uh, networks. And not just you know running the software, but the programming and the content creation and the content inventory and support and visibility. And, and we built this platform that serves all of those capabilities and then instead of making customers buy a bunch of technology, we basically sell as a subscription model, very much like you'd buy cable TV. So you tell me, you know, I've got 250 stores and I want, you know, to achieve these kinds of things. And then we do it and it's a subscription model per display. And you don't have to worry about owning any of the technology. You don't have to worry about integrating any of the technology, supporting the technology. We just, we just make it work. It's smart. And I'm sure uh, not only solution-based, but cost-effective. Because what was out there and costing lots of money didn't really need to. It's a smart way for these businesses to uh, get the message out. Yeah, that, that's right. And and the other thing that goes along with that, and and it's been interesting because, uh, you know, sometimes we're, we, we, we press our customers to really define what their goals are and so that we can figure out how we measure success. And since so much of this is done as sort of marketing spend, a lot of times it isn't thought through that thoroughly. They say, well, let's just go try this. And, and we take a step back and say, look, let's make sure we really understand what the goal is and how we're going to get this achieved and how we can measure it so that we know the money you're putting into this is going to have a return for you. I have talked to 
uh, let's call it a big athletic sports retailer um, that uh, is headquartered on the West Coast, who told me, you know, yeah, we were throwing these really cool uh, display technologies in our flagship stores, and we sort of figured out that we just thought we'd figure out how we'd measure if they're working or not later. And now we don't know why we did some of the things we did, and are they working, or is anybody even looking at them? And um, and so, you know, but that is not surprising in an industry which is really still very new. And it's new in that the display technologies itself, just like the TVs we buy at home, have come so down in cost and size and, and, and clarity and such is um, so greatly expanded in the last few years that it, it's, it's just possible to do things we, we couldn't justify, you know, a handful of years ago. You know, when I was a kid, my, growing up, my father owned an ad agency. And so I was very aware of who owned the billboards in town because mm-hmm. uh, my dad partnered when, you know, and uh, did business with these boards. Amazing where the technology is today, too, that you don't have a guy, you know, brushing glue over and putting up the boards. You literally from maybe your command center here, <laughs> I call it your command yeah, center. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but they can change those messages out whenever and can schedule those, uh, almost like how we schedule social media to go out when we want it. These boards can be uh, changed in a second, I would assume. Yeah, the best example is the taxi tops that I mentioned earlier. This is really cool stuff. We're the first. There, there, there was a group that did this a few years ago for a very small number, and uh, we're in the process of putting 300 of these on the road. And and taxi advertising in Manhattan is expensive, you see all taxis have, um, you know, ads on top of them. They're Broadway shows and various other brands. But the way those are done today, they're literally print on plastic that are lit displays. And so it's a very intensive process to change them out. We can do it on GPS coordinates. So I literally can tell, sell to an advertiser, I will only play your ad when it drives through Times Square, for oh example. Oh my gosh, that right? is so cool. So, you know, and, and I, we talked about this a little before the show. So we, you know, on the extreme kind of other end, we last week launched this um, new Times Square display for Coca-Cola, which is a project we've been working on for a couple of years. And it's a three-dimensional, moves in and out, and does all kinds of crazy things. Um, it's, it is the largest and first of its kind. But I could then combine those two. So Coke has this big display that they could even, you know, turn it green for Sprite or whatever else, and I could make all the cabs that are driving through Times Square at the same time all be Sprint, uh, Sprite ads as well. So ah, it's really, really cool stuff you can do. That is very cool. Well, this is great. Time to shift a little bit. Sure. Love learning more about Convergent. Uh, would like to learn a little more about you, Steve, and your career journey. Tell us what you said you'd been with the company just a little over two years now. What were you doing before you got involved here? And maybe take us back as far as you'd like to. Yeah, so I'm an accidental entrepreneur. And we don't have time for the whole story. But I, I sort of stumbled into starting a company in the 1999 timeframe uh, that was called Netifice Communications. My very first customer was American Express. Um, and we did, initially, we did um, telecommuting. We helped large, I'm, I'm a telecom guy by career. Okay. I created a company where we helped large companies put their employees to work from home and be productive. And so the Amex, American Express customer was call center workers for both travel and credit card back in the day. And then we went, that business exploded um, in the early days because telecommuting in the late 90s when the job market was so tight was a very hot thing. And the technology to enable people to work productively from home was just coming on the scenes. 
Fleet, Fidelity, Bank of America. I mean, we were ripping through the kind of financial industry. And then we had the dot-com implosion and 9-11 and the whole economy went to the, and telecommuting wasn't cool anymore because um, uh, employers then said, well, look, if you want a job, you can come to the office. I'm not going to pay for this kind of uh, capabilities. And so we did the classic startup pivot and uh, adapted all our technologies to provide networking for retailers and um, and and ultimately served every quick serve restaurant and small box retailer you can think of back in the time when we were just getting off dial-up credit card processing to broadband and did a lot of cool things. So I started a company in 98, 99 timeframe. Uh, WorldCom Ventures was my first um, uh, in, uh, equity investor. Nobody would have thought they would have gone bankrupt <laughs> in the process. Um, but I wound up running and growing that company for uh, 10 years um, until it was profitable and very large. And then tried to um, tried to take some time off because <laughs> yes. I had literally been on a dead run. You deserved run. it. <laughs> yeah. And so I tried to take a year off and got um, asked to come do a turnaround basically for a telecom company here in Atlanta called Cypress Communications, um, which was a really um, interesting new change. My father told me one time when I was telling him all these great things I was doing in my first management job, and he just starts laughing. And I said, what's so funny? And he said, well, that's nothing's funny. He's just, that's all great stuff. He just said, I've always found it most difficult to fix the problems that I've created. <laughs> well, if you start a company, you're going to fix lots of problems over the course of 10 years. You know, most of the problems you're fixing are the problems that you created. Yeah. And when you go from that yeah. into a turnaround, all those problems aren't problems you created. So you don't have the emotional ties to them. And uh, so it was a very interesting and different experience for me. I did that for Almost four years until we sold that company, and then I actually got my time off. And I took a, I took a year off, and then I got in back involved in the startup community in Atlanta. I put a TV show on, um, on Channel Eleven here in in town about technology companies, and I just started doing a lot of different kinds of things. What's the name of your show? Atlanta Tech Edge. It's still you on. started that. Yep. I love that show. A friend of mine and I were uh, talking about the, you know, I was just passionate about all the great things that was going on in Atlanta. I said, this should be on TV. And she worked at the station and said, okay, I think we could make that happen. And uh, so we pitched it to the station. They should, sure, get enough advertiser support and we'll put it on. And um, it was a funny thing because you got to be careful what you get into. I was telling everybody I was doing it because it was kind of cool. And it was a point in time when everybody starts asking me, how's that going? And uh, I had to say, you know, I got to make this really happen now because everybody's expecting it. But we finally got it done. And, and uh, that was a really interesting experience. And, and that um, led to my understanding of how much technology community, how much of the technology community exists in the northern part of Atlanta. Um, that kind of factored into digital ignition ultimately. But I was doing that kind of stuff and got uh, approached about uh, getting involved with Convergent and and I had been at that time doing various things for almost four years, and it was time to get my hands dirty doing something new. So. You know, it's it's great to to make that connection. I mean, your name has been attached to other things, and um, certainly I've heard of you here in Atlanta and all that you've done. But yeah, I like that show, Tech. Uh, I'm sorry, Atlanta Tech Edge. <laughs> Atlanta Tech Edge. Wes Moss, right? Yeah, Wes Moss was the original guy. And then Dana, I think, yep. took it for a bit. Yep. So, and I've connected with both of those uh, folks and talented and so much going on in Atlanta on the tech scene. And you're right. It's all moving north, so much out of the city of Alpharetta and beyond. And uh, and so you mentioned digital ignition. Why don't we just go there? And sure. look, there's something else on no, the career that you'd like to... That's, 
I guess curious minds did for that year you took off. Did you do any traveling abroad or do anything special there? Yeah, Just... not as much. You know, it's funny. I, I, not as much as I should have. I, you know, I have. Um, I did some trips uh, and uh, a lot of time in the Caribbean and, and such. But um, I, there's a certain guilt. <laughs> I really should be doing something more productive. Aww. So I guess I, I did it too early to really be able to relax and enjoy it like I need to. So yeah, you still have a lot of ideas in you, yep. and um, and it moved you on. Well. Digital Ignition is really special, and I'd like you to just take a few minutes, too, to share with our audience what you guys are doing out of the Convergent Building. Sure. So, uh, you know, it's a it really is almost a, sort of the next step after the TV show and the work I was doing in the startup community. I mean, you know, I was so passionate about what's happening in Atlanta because when I started my company here, there wasn't the kinds of infrastructure and support groups and organizations that exist today. And so when I got here at Convergent, I mean, first of all, you know, go look at conversion.com. You can see a sense of our building. Uh, we had this really cool building, and uh, we weren't using all the space. And there had been some talk about subleasing part of the space and things like that. And I, and I knew from doing the show that there are 900-some-odd technology companies up in this part of Atlanta. And so I thought, well, I, you know, I'm now having to step away from working with startups that I enjoy so much to do Convergent, but I've got this space, and I bet you if we opened up a tech incubator up here, we could create a bit of a community and a home for those folks. I saw it as an opportunity to get more tied into the local area here so we could source pl people better and, and just be better, uh, more tightly committed into the community. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, we created the concept and the guys in the marketing department at Convergent came up with the digital ignition name, which fits with the space look and theme we have around here. We sent out an email and tag and hypopotamus and the chambers all kind of picked it up. And literally, I mean, uh, we, we did a lot of work to the infrastructure to get ready. But I think 30 days before we had our launch party, we set out these emails. And next thing you know, 200 people walked through the door. And since, so that was a year ago in July, and since then, um, we have had, you know, kind of a steady growth of companies moving in here. Um, and, you know, for the most part, they're people that live up and around this area and just haven't had a place to go um, and we're tired of driving all the way into Midtown or Buckhead, that kind of thing. Um, right now, we have 19 companies and um, we are on a wait list for dedicated offices and there's still cubicle areas available, but um it, it's just been fantastic. Um, I've said, you know, more times than I can count, you know, one of the best days I had last year, sort of the most memorable day of my entire calendar year, which is a rare thing I've not really can experience, but uh, we got all the companies in and sat down for lunch. And we said, look, just let go around and tell us your story. Like, you know, like we're doing here, sort of, right? What's your business? How did you come to start it? You know, where are you in that kind of journey? And so for the next hour and a half, we listened to entrepreneur after entrepreneur tell their story. And, and not that, you know, that by itself is sort of empowering and exciting enough, but you started to see them listening to each other's stories and you could see obvious connections where they should be working together. And so when the, the meeting was over, we finally said, look, we got to stop. This has been really super uh, we all got things to get back to. Well, I went back to my office, but they all went to go find out where the other one that they wanted to connect with. And and that was, to me, when it really started to work. And you see now a number of different collaborations going, over and going on over there where they're supportive of each other or 
validating software or helping with development. It's just really, really fun. It's great. And it's so easy to just get caught in your box and focus and got your head down. But when you come together like that, there's a vulnerability too that can happen and start to share even all if just one starts to share the hurdles, uh, challenges, uh, and then everyone kind of comes in and suddenly the relationships are developing and it, and it humanizes it, you know, where they can connect and do business with one another and, sh- and help one another. That's absolutely right. We, we have a guy over there that just every time I see him is beaming with his smile. And he says all the time, I would have never been able to do this if it wasn't for this place. And it's because that support and, and, you know, confidence and people to lean on that's given him kind of this extra energy, he can do it. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. That's got to be very rewarding, fulfilling. Yeah, yep. it, it really is. Mike, anything you want to add or sh- I, you've been kind of quiet? Uh, no, I've really there. been enjoying the interview because, you know, we've, we've had Steve on when we did our first show here at Digital Ignition, but we weren't able to get as deep to discussion. So I've learned a lot just about Steve and the background and, and I see what he's talking about every single day. The people here, there's a, there's a, there's an energy mm-hmm. or excitement that you feed off of that I have not experienced at other places. So that's a, that's a credit to you in the environment and culture that you've created mm-hmm. here. Yeah, it was, um, I, you know, sometimes you don't fully expect all the things that happen. Uh, the, the night we did the launch party, um, you know, we got a lot of the convergent people to help and they were serving drinks and serving food and giving tours. And, you know, plenty of them had no idea what we were talking about. I mean, what is an incubator and why are we having these people here? And at the end of the night, they were just on fire. I mean, I had a number of folks come up to me and go, I don't know what else we're going to do about this, but I want to be part of it. How do I become part of this as we move it forward? So, you know, I, 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 the energy I was looking for, I didn't really expect as much uh, benefit that we've seen in the convergent folks because it, it is energy and excitement, but they're, they're also all, a lot of our folks now work with some of those companies, so it's mentoring opportunities. It's just, it's just been really a, 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 just a neat thing. Well, I feel like I had a glimpse into what matters most to you, and I always like to end the show with asking you that question. Uh, and so I'm going to go right there as we wrap up. What does matter most? Yeah, I, you know... That, that's a hard question for me to answer. I, I, I spend time trying to think about that um, often because, I, you know, the first, so much of the first part of my adult life was just head down career. And I, you know, I ask what hobbies you have. I had no time for hobbies. I just was like working. And these last handful of years has really changed my way of thinking, you know, life balance kinds of things. But, but I like to create. And, you know, the, the TV show or digital ignition, you know, some, those things were not, they were just sort of ideas that came, but it is the most fulfilling thing that I can do. And, and, um, and so I just enjoy that. And I, and I, you know, I, I just try to find more opportunities to do that. And so, you know, at the end of the day, I, I'm hopeful, I can see it now, but it, it, having an impact on somebody else's business or idea you know, there's just nothing more more fulfilling than that. So anything from the work we're doing at Convergent and at Convergent, we're passionate about helping other companies and impacting their either sales or communication with their employees. And um, I get really excited about that. I, there's lots of projects we're working on customers that are just really exciting, the things we're doing. Um, and then the digital ignition, just watching these other entrepreneurs come up with their vision and helping them of all that's just that all that stuff is what 
turns me on. Well, you know, you can't help but see that strong leadership and, and your style of leadership does have influence uh, because when you come through the doors, your people are smiling, your people warmly greet the visitors, and I've watched them in action. And you can tell people love working here and being a part of this environment yeah. that you have helped uh, create. And it, uh, It's a family environment, too. We yeah. have the cookouts. Yep. You had a little potluck dinner, you know, lunches and stuff like that. I mean, it, I, and, you know, I, I want to thank you for allowing Business Radio X to be a part of the family and bringing us in. And I could tell everybody else who's even just considering maybe moving their business to digital ignition, yep. if, if they're treated half as well as, as you treat us, you're going to be in great shape. Because when we talk to your staff, it's, you know, can we do this or we need this? It's not, no, it's how can we make that happen or yes. And, exactly. and that, that's, that's, it's just nice. Yeah. It's a great group of folks here. I, I mean, I just couldn't be happier and, and, and more thrilled with the folks. And, and of course, you know, we, we can't even talk about these things without mentioning Allison Sparrow, who, right. Allison. you know, Allison was here, has been here since the building was built. Uh, she is the, you know, the community manager for Digital Ignition. She is, you know, comes up with all these events we do and, and facilitates all them. And, and I've never met anybody that's just, wired to be as happy and outgoing and, and positive outlook of the world as Allison. And, and she has a big impact, I think, on on the, the entire culture of everybody here. So I would agree. She's amazing. And she was our tour guide when I first came yep. out uh, half a year ago. Allison's fantastic and have enjoyed getting to know yep. her. Well, Steve, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us My here um, in the studios today. And Mike, any parting words as we say goodbye? No. <laughs> Just want to remind folks about the big uh, luau coming out. That's going to be fun at the Verizon Amphitheater with uh, what the four different chambers. I agree. And the date again and time? Yeah, September 13, from 5 to 7.30. We'll be over. It's a Wednesday, so usually things are Tuesdays and Thursdays, so everyone pay attention. It's a Wednesday, September 13, 5 to 7.30. We'll be at the Carl Black Club over at Verizon Amphitheater in Alpharetta, and they are saying dress for a tropical Hawaiian theme <laughs> and keep it professional. <laughs> if you're into people watching. Is it possible to keep both yeah. of those things combined professional? Anyhow, we'll have a good time. I know the folks planning it, and Debbie Riles, our director of events, is also um, working and coordinating with the Gwinnett Chamber. And so if you have any questions, be sure to reach out to Debbie or myself. We're here to help. Love to see everybody out there. Yep. All right. Going to be a great event. A great job today. Uh, thanks to Steve Schilling with uh, Convergent and Digital Ignition for joining us. And uh, great job by uh, Deborah Lanham, of course, with the Greater North Fulton Chamber of Commerce. This has been North Atlanta's BizLink here on Business Radio X.